0: Live from the heart of Los Angeles, this is the online edition of the Life Changes Show. Look at the bright lights. look at bright With tonight's eyes. guest, we'll His Serene Highness been. Prince Alfred von Lichtenstein. Look at the night sky, look at And performance the guest, the voice of compassion, night. Chloe Goodchild. I am Mark Leger, and now our host, the MC, the master of change, Filippo Voltaggio.
1: Happy New Year, everyone. I have to say, because it's so significant with so much happening in the world moment by moment, it seems quite auspicious that we are recording this show in 2023. And it is being aired on New Year's Day of all days, because Monday, our normally scheduled time falls on New Year's Day or New Year's Day falls on Monday, how auspicious it is for the conversation that we are having today. And, and today, for all our days moving forward, find it very, very uh, heartwarming. I was going through a set of videos of our guest and learning more and more about him, and I happened upon a video that touched my heart so much. Uh, come to find out, both our guest and our performance guest are thanks to contributing director, Alison Goldwyn of Synchronistry. And come to find out, she co-produced and co-created this uh, and, and creative directed this particular video. And uh, it, it's wonderful to know that we're all connected and we're all uh, bringing these messages forward. So the message from our guest that blew me away is what we've included on our webpage for uh, our guest, you will find it there. In the meantime, let me read just a few of the words that really touched my heart that really set off what we are going to be talking about. And more importantly, what we're going to be needing, I feel, as the world goes forward. He says, the world is on fire we really are in a moment of history where we have to act we have to find a way to heal ourselves to heal the society and to heal the world i think we have to take hands on and work in politics work in society work in the civil society and everywhere we can. We have to work in our families and it's not only talk anymore. He goes on to say, you see, most of the people, whether they are spiritual or not spiritual, they are lost right now. COVID has split the whole world, has split families, has split whatever communities. Nobody knows what is true what is false. Nobody knows who and what is conspiracy or not a conspiracy. And people are fighting. And basically, what COVID is doing to us, and the corona crisis is that we have in social distancing, and and with masks and and however you want to see it, I'm not saying he says, and he's not talking about whether you should wear a mask or not. But it's just Interesting that in the social, uh, socio ecological, cultural, uh, socio economic situation, that we ended up now in a situation where every human being is considered as an enemy to another human being. Wow. If I go shopping now, he says. I see that people are afraid, that if I come close to them and then I feel myself, maybe even that I'm a little bit scared of because of the permanent fear which is communicated to us and the fear messages that I'll have the feeling, and most people obviously have the feeling that any human being which comes close to us is a deadly enemy. Because of this being, we are said, could carry a deadly virus and could infect me and maybe i die as well i mean so what are you going to do with this it is not enough to have declarations and manifestations and and so on we really have to come together and so he ends with this he goes on and on please listen to that video he ends with this so my dear colleagues and friends i want to say that i think we have to be really hands on and we have to be really in peaceful and without fear in ourselves and then we can analyze and see what is necessary to do and i want to say let's really for a moment go in silence and deep in our heart and and just say may god bless us all may god help us and also the divine within us so blessings love and light of course this is the message in a real down to earth manner and thank you very much What a new year's message for all new year's messages. This message is from his serene highness, Prince Alfred of
2: Liechtenstein. You know, and feeling into those beautiful words and reflecting on Prince Alfred's presence and leadership around the world as a whole, it called to mind how we as children model our parents or those teachers that are around us. Mm. And then further as citizens, we model our leaders and influencers. And so many leaders have demonstrated conquering, dividing destructing. And yet here is someone who stands so profoundly for the very opposite Mm. in connecting, lifting, creating peace. Mm. I could only imagine what the world would be like if we had more Prince Alfreds. And here we
1: are with a big welcome. It's an honor to Welcome, His Serene Highness, Prince Alfred of Liechtenstein here on the Life Changes Show. Welcome, Prince Alfred.
3: Well, thank you very much for your wonderful introduction, uh, which is very kind. And uh, I'm, I'm happy to speak with you because uh, just what you did quote now shows me also and, and how you received uh, this message shows me uh, that uh, we are very much in resonance with each other and this is great because you don't find so many people today who are understanding these kind of uh, words
1: uh thank you prince alfred interestingly enough uh, this video was done 3 years ago and it 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 could have been done today uh and 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 also interesting uh, it struck me at the very end, you have an invitation. You say, I want to, uh, share this and, and I'm wishing all the best to, to all. And I'm open for a dialogue. I'm looking forward to hear from you. And here we are. You're hearing, you're hearing from those who can hear the message. I'm getting emotional. So, uh, Peace, the art of peace, the art of dreaming, and the art of dreaming into reality. These are very profound uh, statements that you make that uh, in today, uh, as we stand here today, what does this mean for us?
3: Well, let me briefly start uh, a little bit with my biography, you know, Uh, when I was a very small child, uh, which is quite a long time ago now, and uh, this was relatively short uh, after the Second World War. So at least in Europe, you know, in the morphogenetic field, I would say uh, the fear and uh, the, the killing, the the whole pictures, all of this what uh, what comes along with war, yeah, uh, for several years war for quite some time. So um, <clears throat> I started to have nightmares when I was a little child, and I was always dreaming uh, the terrible terror of 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 war and and uh, and all which uh, you know you can imagine in this regard. And this became so strong for me that I was really getting very much afraid of falling asleep. I tried to refuse as a little child to fall asleep because I was afraid that um, immediately I will enter into this kind of nightmares again. Mm. And so one day spontaneously, probably at the age of, I don't know, four or five around, um, I I became lucid. That means um, I became aware that the nightmare in which I am right now is just a dream. And this uh, changed uh, completely my attitude and uh, my way to look at dreams at this stage. yeah. But first of all, for me, this was a discovery, a new discovery. But for many years, then I thought that everybody is dreaming like this. That means that everybody is also having lucid dreams. Mm. Now, um, what did it mean for me? You know, I started to help people in my nightmares because my nightmares did not stop immediately. Um, Because I did not fully understand what you can do in lucid dreaming. Uh, But but I started to take it not serious anymore. Uh, I I was scared. I, I had all the emotions still in the nightmare. But I knew nothing can happen to me because it's just a dream. So I uh, started to speak with the people in my dreams mm. and, and I tried to explain them that this is just a dream. Yeah, But they did not believe me. So I said, OK, I help you. Uh, you know, when there was a dangerous situation, I said, run away, uh, hide. I will stop the enemies from uh, from uh, killing you. Uh, so uh, and then they said, well, but then they kill you. I mean, we cannot leave you here. I said, no, no, just go, go, go. Uh, they can shoot me hundred times. They can kill me in whatever form they want. It does not matter to me. I will just awake and they cannot do anything to me. Yeah. And so uh, people in the, in the dream did not believe me, but I convinced them that they should run away. <laughs> and <laughs> and, uh, and I did do what I promised to do. And you can probably easily understand that this changed my dream world very
1: much uh, uh, but uh, interesting to me that uh, people weren't that the fact that you could do this at such a young age you could do this at all actually uh, it is is amazing I, I'm wondering how uh, th- there's a bridge actually because in in the real world this what we call the real world I, I bet people feel the same way way in that they might not be believing you that we could change this quote-unquote reality
3: yes absolutely you see i mean later on then i i still continued to to have occasionally lucid dreams and and uh, i went deeper into all what you call spiritual development uh and so uh, for me today and this uh might sound to a lot of uh, also of your audience, maybe strange, uh, but I'm practically sure for myself that also during daytime, we are living in a dream and that uh, our task it is to become lucid in the day dream too. And uh, so, if you look at the world today, we have a similar situation. Yeah, wars everywhere and brutality, and I don't know what. And uh, and so, in some ways, we are living in a nightmare. But on daylight now, and we consider uh, ourselves to being awake, but we are not awake uh, because uh, we believe that all this happens in the way we perceive it and that we can actually not change anything but uh, through the experience during night stream um, and that you can become very much clear in your dream and and lucid in your dream i know that you can discover also that we are now in a nightmare but this is a collective dream and this makes it a little bit more difficult. Yeah. Because actually the world as we see it now is the result of our collective subconscious dream. So we are all responsible for what's going on here and we are together in creating every day this nightmare during our daylight
1: Mm. Mm. we are responsible uh well it sounds like we are irresponsible (laughs) in in continuing (laughs) (laughs) oh so what what so so this then makes sense to me why you say the the art of of peace so there's an art to it this all ties in that there's the the lucid dreaming I I I feel like is is part of of
3: this yes absolutely and uh, you see why what is going on in our collective subconscious it's the collective ego so to speak the collective shadow yeah if you do spiritual work in a in in on the individual level you know that uh, within all of us, there is this dark side, um, there is this what you call ego, uh, there is what you call a shadow and so on. And this part within us or this uh, kind of being within us is in permanent struggle with our higher self. Uh, And it's kind of sabotaging our, our, how do you say, our advancement into uh, uh, spirituality and uh, and um, becoming the best version of who we could become. Yeah. So we have a sabotage uh, a unit within ourselves, and uh, whether you call it procrastination or whether you have other psychological terms for this, uh, but uh, everybody who starts to to uh, be interested to enter into some kind of spiritual path, know exactly about what I'm talking. And so you don't have this sabotage unit or this dark unit not only in ourselves individually, but also humanity as a collective um, uh, subconscious has this Collective, resistance against the divine order so to speak yeah we we are in permanent um struggle within ourselves yeah and so you can see it in some ways like you know the in spirituality you use very often the the picture of uh, uh, the ocean yeah an ocean of love for instance but <clears throat> sure The ocean looks majestic, yeah, if you are uh, flying over the ocean or if you are on the shores and you look out there. uh, So it looks very uh, silent, very peaceful, very serene. Uh, But below, you have a struggle, uh, an immense struggle inside the ocean. Yeah, you have. Uh, cold uh, streams and warm streams uh, animals eating each other and and hunting each other and so on and so on there's a lot of things going on uh, but on the surface you don't see this it looks like there is a very peaceful ocean in front of us yeah and it's similar with the uh, with humanity yeah uh, you, you know in in many people are fighting for peace, uh, but they do it mm-hmm. on the outside world, yeah, and and they uh, go on the streets and so on, which is very important and very good, but it's just uh, half the work, yeah, because as long as you don't have peace within yourself, and as long as you don't bring the light into your subconscious individually, yeah, uh, as long you will not be really contributing to peace uh, in a substantial manner. And this is what I mean, you know, that when I say the collective subconscious um, is responsible or is creating uh, what we see now, uh, then uh, we can just change this by changing our subconscious so that also all the 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 warring parts within us and uh, the sabotaging parts within us uh, get peaceful and and so that's the connection I I, I I'm not sure whether my English is uh, good enough to really explain what I mean but uh, I I think you you got the idea probably
1: very much so your English is excellent and you explained it very well what I'm sent what I'm feeling is that your, your heart is in the right place, and that's the part that's communicating the most, which is interesting because I wasn't sure in the message in the video that we talk about, I wasn't sure when you first mentioned we need a, a revolution, I wasn't sure what you were meaning, and now I get a sense more of that. Would you like to elaborate on that?
3: Yes, I mean it's not from me uh, and I don't remember exactly who said it and it, it's probably not an exact quote uh, but uh, to make it short uh, the the core of this revolution uh, we need is the revolution of the heart yeah so the, the, that's the, again, the connection. Yes, we need to change our world completely, which will change our societies completely, but we have to do it from within ourselves and in ourselves. Yeah. So yes, revolution is necessary. Absolute change and transformation is necessary. Um, uh, but not by finger pointing to each other and and uh, telling uh, you know pointing at others and and making them responsible that there is no peace but we have to really start with ourselves everywhere and uh, so we we will go parallel that we work for peace in the outside world but most important is to find peace within yourself and, and then we can change the world together, like this.
1: Mm. Thank you for that. We're going to take a, a quick break. And I am thinking that, I used the word irresponsibility earlier, and I'm thinking that when we don't know, we don't know. But now that we know we're responsible, For the future of the world, each of us individually and collectively, then potentially it's an irresponsibility not to make the difference we want to see in the world. And so with this opportunity that we have with our guest, uh, Prince Alfred of Liechtenstein, I'd like to ask you how we, take this moment and our future moments, how we help transform our reality to the reality that you're envisioning, that we collectively can envision. So when we come back, that that is the question. In the meantime, uh, there are some wonderful things that our guest is uh, a part of and uh, things that he does, you could find more information on him and his uh, chalet at uh, almdorf.com, A-L-M-D-O-R-F.com. Also, he is uh, the chairman and and on the advisory board of the International Peace Foundation, and you can go to peace foundation. Dot net and learn more there. We have links at uh, the Life Changes website page for our guest that you could learn more about him and what he does. And of course, that video of which we have spoken about here on the show already. So more with Prince Alfred of Liechtenstein uh, when we come back a little later on, we're going to have our Ask Dorothy segment. And soon after that, we have our performance guest, Chloe good child all on the life changes show online edition when we come back right after this
0: want to connect with amazing people who are committed to making a difference from the heart tribe is a platform community and movement with the purpose of bringing like-minded humans together to help animals and the environment in order to gain a stronger connection and understanding of the world around us They're dedicated to effectuating positive change by empowering individuals to organize meaningful and engaging experiences that build compassion for animals and the natural environment. Their founders and members passion is to inspire others to actively get involved in their homes, their communities, and the world to raise awareness about the issues we face and most of all to be part of the solution. Through their efforts they have also accomplished some amazing and tangible achievements. Their Pickup for Paradise beach cleanups have collected over 50,000 pieces of foreign debris. And also, thanks to animal rescue and recovery volunteers, over 30% of the volunteers have become vegan or reduced their meat intake. Daily habits make a big difference. Please join any of their upcoming events by going to FTHT.org and signing up for their newsletter. You can also follow on Instagram and Facebook at From the Heart Tribe. Have you felt inspired to meditate but you just can't? Do you suffer from anxiety, but fidget toys just make you more fidgety? Want to replace negative self-talk in your head that keeps bringing you down? Introducing the latest self-help solution, Phi Beads, transformational beaded jewelry inspired by ancient wisdom, science, math, and psychology. All Phi Beads are designed to incorporate the powerful Fibonacci sequence, nature's mathematical formula that has shaped our existence from the beginning of time. The Fibonacci Sequence, also known as the Golden Mean or the Golden Ratio, is recognized by our conscious and unconscious mind and resonates as order out of chaos, like you see in plants, flowers, seashells, ocean waves, the pyramids, and in our own body. Not only beautiful, they feel good to wear. Phi Beads can help anchor tranquility, positivity, focus, and structure in your life by doing the Phi Meditation. Phi Meditation helps you harness the power of I Am, or intention, affirmation, and manifestation. Affirm the life you want. Get your set of Phi Beads at 5beads.com. That's Phi, P-H-I, Beads.com. You are listening to a conversation that matters on The Life Changes Show, broadcasting live from the heart of Los Angeles every Monday night at 7 p.m. Pacific Time. Share the journey with us at lifechangeshow.com and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Life Changes Show.
1: We are back. As you have surely been hearing, we have an amazing guest with us today. Our interview guest is, among other things, chairman of Almodorf, uh, acclaimed author, chairman of the advisory board of the International Peace Foundation. And among many awards, he's the winner of the Albert Schweitzer Humanitarian Award. Of course, he is uh, His Serene Highness, Prince Alfred of Liechtenstein, and we are honored to have you here. So many questions have come up already in, in our brief conversation. Uh, the insights that you have given, the, the call to action, actually, that, that you have given, it feels like it is possible, it is all in our hands, Prince Alfred. Thank you for that. And now what do we do with it?
3: Well, <clears throat> first of all, we really have to understand that human beings are very powerful, very powerful. And and I think this is also an important message and important to understand uh, because so many people have, uh, um, you know, put down and uh, and and they have fear and they listen to the propaganda uh, which tells them uh, something completely different. And actually also during all our whole our education and unfortunately even at home sometimes, but in school and so on, we are educated in a manner and even brainwashed in a manner that we are so small that we cannot do anything. Uh, that uh, that we are just a tiny little grain of sand in a whatever big uh, machine or something like this, but this is not true, yeah. <clears throat> and I'm I'm coming back now. Why I say this is not only to empower you and and motivate you, but uh, I, I I explain it to you how you really can understand this, yeah. And I'm going back to. Dreaming in the night, yeah. Uh, if you uh, deal, uh, let's say, and make some kind of research or, uh, with your dreaming, if you observe your dreams and you go deeper into the dreams in your night, in the night, uh, even if you are not becoming fully lucid uh, or lose, not lucid at all, but but you understand that you are creating or we are creating every night whole universes complete worlds in 3d and in a way uh, with, with where you cannot discriminate it by the let's say the the degree of reality and and colorfulness and and uh, you know uh, we, we are going in with all the senses uh, in a dream and um uh, and so you, we are able to create every night a number of different worlds a number of uh, you know different uh, yeah what should i say worlds and, and experiences which are creating we are creating realities every night yeah and it's it's upsetting in some ways and frustrating that it seems that we cannot do it during the daydream yeah uh, mm-hmm. but uh, you know if you are lucid becoming lucid in in the night uh, really I checked it so many times there is no way that you... Uh, temporarily can recognize a difference in the degree of reality uh, uh, between the dream and the day. And, and <clears throat> you know, a table in the dream is very, uh, uh, how to say, solid, and uh, you create the sun there. You create a landscape there. You create a lot of people there, uh, friends and people you don't know. You even can create monsters and then and, and 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 bad people, and then you are in a nightmare. But otherwise, you can have a, uh, even a sex dream or something like this, and it's very real. We we experience this, yeah. So, uh, but but we create it and and we don't know why our subconsciousness is creating today a sex dream and uh, and, uh, and tomorrow a nightmare and uh, you know so but there it's it's real 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 for us as long as we are in the dream now that means you know we we are very creative very powerful uh, we are cre- we are able to creating worlds, and 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 this should encourage us. Uh, this understanding and this kind of research everybody can do should encourage us uh, that we are also able uh, to uh, to influence and and um, change the dream, the collective dream. Which we dreaming every day during daytime, so we can manifest with, with other words, yeah. And it's not only that we manifest now uh, some dollars on the table or something like this. We can manifest whole worlds, you know. And um, and this we have to discover within ourselves, and this we have to understand, and this will give us the 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 courage and even the fun to create a different world.
1: Prince Alfred, until Alison Goldwyn introduced us to you, we, we had no idea that someone like you existed. Uh, 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 how, how, how do I say that? When when we are shown people that are in positions that that have... Titles or that command countries or or armies, um, we we get a sense that they're not necessarily for the people, and that that are uh, that they are potentially not connected to their heart uh, or to the consciousness of which you speak. So, since we did not know that exists, I'd like to hear if we don't not specifically, but there are many more of you is this not hopefully true
3: well I'm I'm not sure whether your question is referring to let's say aristocracy or or something like this or channel to humanity well we
1: Yes, the aristocracy. Because you have already made clear that we all have the power, so we are all in power together uh, equally. Uh, however, in the current structure, correct in in the uh, uh, aristocracy, yes.
3: Okay, you see now what what people. Ma- describe as conspiracy theories, yeah, there we, we speak about elites in the world who are controlling everything. I mean, they um, they understand probably exactly, not, not probably, they understand completely what I'm speaking about, mm. yeah, because they are doing it, but they mm. are doing it uh, in their way, yeah, so of course, you have many people in, in uh, let's say, be behind the scenes and some also uh, in, in in open, uh, how do you say, open fields, um, who create in the way I described it. But they do it from an, let's say, they do it from a non-loving point of view. Yeah, mm. they, they don't. Uh, they they keep probably uh, this um, power of human secret and and they in, even more they tell the people that they are unable to do anything yeah um, mm-hmm. so that's what I mean the education system the uh, the the well I mean even in some cases the religions and so on. Um, uh, uh, but everything, also politics, particularly, uh, it it discourages the people, you know. And and if you don't believe in yourself, and if you don't have the faith uh, in God or in whatever higher being you are um, uh, uh, aware of, uh, <clears throat> uh, then you will be kind of slave to a system which which kind of looks um, uh, good uh, to you, yeah, because you can consume and consume a lot and uh, but but uh, you get deeper and deeper into slavery and you cannot uh, uh, liberate yourself yeah mm. and so um, I I think that you find, a lot of, well, hopefully, a lot of people in the world, among non, uh, let's say, not in higher positions, who are really taking serious their spiritual development and doing research in in, in the regard. I um, I um, uh, uh, described it a little bit or do similar uh, research, and so there are light workers here and there are people who mm, who really help that this great transformation in the positive sense takes place and not in the negative sense but whether you find many among the aristocracy i i i have no statistics let's say like this <laughs> I, you- you I I'm not so sure. Yeah,
1: you you answered beautifully, and and it's even more empowering the way you shared. And so may the people that you s- spoke of the the light workers be listening to your words and be inspired. Speaking of an- inspiration, as we're coming to a close to this experience together, that I'm very excited to have had and to share. I'd like to honor what you are doing in the Austrian Alps there. Uh, Just take a moment, if you would, share with us, because it sounds very, very special there. uh, If I say it correctly, Amdorf
3: Seinerzeit? Yes, 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 very good. (laughs) (laughs) Very good. Uh, This means uh, like, uh, like it was in the past days, yeah, it's a kind of uh complicated German word in some ways, uh, but uh, because it means traditional in other words, yeah, like a uh, traditional alpine mountain uh, villages. Um, well, what we do there uh, is uh, to set up uh, something which uh, called transformatorium. Yeah, this also is maybe a complicated word for English speaking tongues, uh, but <clears throat> it means. We are setting up an international uh, institute or or center to cope with transformation on all levels. Yeah, Mm. basically, what we have talked about is the uh, the individual transformation, but we are just in the we are part of a global transformation. Yeah, you call it globalization or whatever, and uh, so. we have to learn to 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 be active part in transforma in transformations on all levels yeah and uh, that means uh, also healing you know we, we we I mean there's so much traumas and so much uh, mm, wounds in souls of children already and so on so you know all all this has to be transformed and healed and uh, so this center will uh, deal and is dealing with these kind of things you know on all levels and and uh, particularly also we want to uh, start now and uh, and uh, um, uh, business, uh, manage, uh, how, how can I say, uh, uh, and, and um, uh, courses for a new type of leaders, yeah, a leadership management program. Uh, I think that's the best way to mm-hmm. describe it, uh, where we say and these should be a complete new form and a complete new uh, a generation of leaders who are leading from within and this is what we talked before yeah leading from within themselves that means uh, they have to be guided by their hearts yeah and uh, they have to be guided by uh, by responsibility and by love yeah and uh, so be- because actually leadership in the traditional sense have brought us uh, deeper and deeper into this uh, uh, nightmare, and uh, therefore, I think we need a complete new type of leaders and a complete a new generation of leaders uh, who are con- consciously working in the, uh, you know, to bring more light into this world. Let's say it like this.
4: Mm
1: and beautifully said as a matter of fact as a matter of fact i was was going to end the interview by saying i wanted you to have the last words and those are beautiful last words i'll still say that but those are those are so many of your words today uh, are words that that we could hang on to and bring forward into this new year and this new experience. So before we move on to the closing, I do want to mention again, the website for that beautiful chalet, uh, almdorf.com, A-L-M-D-O-R-F.com. And so without uh, Prince Alfred, I I really am grateful, and we all are here at the Life Changes Show, for this opportunity to have you share with us in, in such a, a beautiful, heartfelt way. Uh, you've touched on so many subjects that I look forward to learning more about in potentially future conversations or your books or uh, other experiences that that you offer. That being said, uh, what message, uh, anything that we haven't covered, uh, or a recap, if you'd like, uh, that you would like to leave us with today?
3: Well, again, the most important is uh, that we should not expect uh, the change we are looking for, from outside of us whether you expect it from extraterrestrials whether you expect it from uh, uh, the the divine forces coming and doing the work for us um uh, whether you expect it from politicians or the militaries or the white hats or whatever you call it uh, don't expect it from anybody else we are the people who we are waiting for and this we have to understand we are the people who have to do this change we have to change ourselves yeah that's the most important message
1: wow his serene highness prince alfred of Liechtenstein. thank you so much I'm well
3: moved. thank you very much for the invitation it was a great pleasure to talk with you and to uh, talk so to speak indirectly with your audience
1: the honor was ours and with that with a big thank you to his serene highness prince alfred of Liechtenstein, we say happy new year and with that we have our Ask
2: dorothy segment dear dorothy this is maggie in los angeles and i have a question about the concept of time Why do good times seemingly fly by, and why do sucky times drag on and on and slow everything down?
5: Dear Maggie, thanks for this great question. Yes, time seems to fly at certain moments and to slow down to a crawl at other times. The truth is that time remains the same, and what influences our experiences of time is the environment and our moods. If we're in a place we enjoy, time flies. If we're experiencing a lot of joy, time flies. For example, if we're enjoying a fantastic live performance, an enjoyable movie, our party time with friends who make us laugh, then time goes by really fast. However, if we're at an event that we make ourselves go to but that we would really prefer not to attend. Time slows down to a crawl. It also slows down if we are watching a disappointing movie or performance. Time also seems to slow down if we are waiting for something to happen. So even though each minute is actually only 60 seconds, our mind can experience the 60 seconds quickly or slowly, depending on the circumstances. Maggie, I trust this helped answer your question and want you to know that you can find a more detailed answer to this great question by reading medicalnews.com's article titled Why Time Flies When You Are Having Fun.
2: Thank you, Dorothy. And if you have a question for Dorothy, please write her at askdorothy at lifechangesshow.com. And we'll be right back with our performance guest, Chloe Goodchild,
1: here on the Life Changes Show Online Edition right after this.
0: The Little Dog That Could is the fantastically true story of a man and a little dog that came into his life as his mentor to help him understand the world beyond his human senses and to experience life, love and healing beyond his human understanding. Best-selling author, Filippo Voltaggio, who currently hosts the highly regarded Life Changes show, is an internationally known singer, speaker and life coach. Filippo offers up his own story, how one little surprise package in fur and four legs transformed his life unexpectedly forever and furthered his path of self-discovery. In The Little Dog That Could, Filippo brings to life the meaning of the adage, when the student is ready, the teacher appears. Through the reading of this book, you will experience the journey of real miracles that transcend time, space, and logic while gaining practical tools that will help you navigate your way. The Little Dog That Could is available through Amazon and Barnes & Noble. For more information, visit thelittledogthatcould.com. That's
6: thelittledogthatcould.com. There are self-help seminars costing thousands of dollars guaranteeing miraculous transformations. There are compelling speakers and life-changing weekend experiences where you can walk on fire. They all deliver revelations that guarantee you'll come back for the more expensive revelations filled with even greater wonder next month on Fiji. We get addicted to positive, heartfelt, expensive theater. What we really need is a jumpstart, an awakening, someone who can give us a reminder that everything we need lies within. Through inspiration and practical knowledge, Dorothy Donahue helps people get grounded and motivated, inspired and energized. It's not just words and affirmations and the power of intention. It's a mindset brought about by a tangible, transcendental experience, an audio-visual, physical, spiritual experience that helps us realize we transform ourselves. We get tools to become the conscious co-creators of lives of unlimited potential. Find out more. Go to dorothydonahue.com. You are listening to a
0: conversation that matters on The Life Changes Show. Broadcasting live from the heart of Los Angeles every Monday night at 7 p.m. Pacific Time. Share the journey with us at Lifechangeshow.com and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Life Changes Show.
1: We're back and we are happy to welcome voice pioneer, devotional singer, and sonic activist, Chloe Goodchild is our performance guest on the Life Changes Show today. Welcome, Chloe
7: hi it's great to be here it's
1: great to to have you here and especially on this very special show and the energy of of this moment and the possibilities are are exciting and that's that's where you work that's where you shine tell us about that
7: (laughs) well i i (laughs) (laughs) Filippo, <laughs> <laughs> I love your name, I've never met anyone called Filippo before, uh, it's, it's great, it's got a terrific energy to it, and um, thank so you. yes, thank, thanks for inviting me, uh, my work is called The Naked Voice, um, and uh, this, the name, The Naked Voice, came to me after a transformative experience uh, in India in the uh, 90s. Um, where I discovered really that I came back from India uh, in a very heightened state. And at that time, I was just a very regular, you know, um, music teacher in, in in secondary schools or public schools, I think you call them. And... Um, It was really this experience of India and and a completely new, transforming relationship with the whole philosophy of sound and song that I learned in India that really um, just completely inspired a completely different relationship with the voice. Mm. And it was really, I came back and I realized everything that we carry is carried in the sound of our soul which is our naked voice. And so this, this idea of the naked voice just started showing up, and I realized that's, that's, that's what this work's about. It's about assisting people to remember, re- recover, and remember their own authentic naked DNA signature sound.
1: When the voice is not naked and therefore clothed or cloaked, what is it mm-hmm. clothed or cloaked in?
7: Mm. Well, for the most part, um, we've been brought up in in a very conditioned reality where we've been led to believe uh, that, you know, we've got to really become... Uh, something, (laughs) be somebody, Mm. Uh, do something, Uh, and we develop these really quite disoriented and disorienting personality voices uh, because we're just trying to obey initially um, a kind of a regime of social conditioning that comes through very often in our family lives and in our school education and even you know our, our medical industry and our political systems and so it's very confusing for a child who is who is born you know singing and in wonder and in questioning everything to suddenly be told to shut up keep that down keep quiet you know <laughs> and um, so we we we're, we're led to believe that um, you know we haven't got a voice Uh, I cannot believe I've worked for nearly 40 years now. uh, And when I ever ask people the question, how do you feel about your voice? Mm. Um, The the answer eight times out of 10 is I haven't got one. And so that's, you know, that's really interesting. Now, it's not that they haven't got one. That's actually not true. Uh, So within about two minutes, we discover that actually isn't true. It's just that they've got this story going, this narrative going, that they haven't got a voice because the voice that they came in with, this incredible, unique signature sound of theirs was maybe scary to the parents or too much uh, for the situation that they were born into. Um, And their own parents and their grandparents and their great-grandparents all went through this same conditioning process. So it's not surprising, uh, but by the grace of God now, we are uh, it's just wonderful isn't it to be able to say that increasing numbers of people are really waking up to their true voice uh and this is really exciting i think more and more people are really wanting to explore um and particularly i think science itself new science quantum science has really assisted in this understanding and in this research uh because quantum science as opposed to if you like, Newtonian science, which was saying that we're all kind of mechanistic and separate from uh, each other. And, you know, we we all live in kind of these kind of mechanistic and isolated realities. Quantum science is saying, actually, that isn't true. You know, all of the 50 trillion cells in the body are interconnected. They're all subatomic particles of light that are buzzing with each other and doing their best to make the body work really well. And the voice, if you like, and the voices that we share in the world are, if you like, they are the bridge between our connectedness with others, our connection with others. And as we learn to listen to ourselves without judging, we learn to listen to others without judging, suddenly we have a whole new level of communication going on in the world. And that's really exciting.
1: This is all really exciting. And I'm looking to make a distinction when somebody says they don't have a voice. I, they, they, they're saying potentially that they don't have a say, uh, and also that they don't have a connection to their actual voice voice.
7: Well, there, you see, the thing is, what's happened is, because we've been brought up in this kind of sort of the illusion that we're separate from each other, rather than we are totally interconnected, which is thanks to your program and others, we're all learning to remember that we're interconnected, Um, people are starting to realize, hang on a minute, the voice actually plays a pretty instrumental part in that process. Um, and so what that means is uh, in our research, the research we've done, what I, what I finally realized was that when you're asking somebody, how do you feel about your voice? You're talking, right? You're talking to them. And talking is largely coming from the, if you like, the left side of the brain or from the mental side of the brain, uh, the intellectual side of the brain that's trying to be impressive, that's trying to entertain uh, you know, that's trying to put across a good image, mm. uh, whereas the, the the so-called right side of the brain, or the or the spiritual, artistic, empathic uh, nature that we all have, is is actually uh, you know kind of played down. And what happens when you start singing? Uh, when, in other words, when you start using turning your speaking into sound and then turning that sound into a pitch which then hears itself and on hearing itself turns itself into song so in other words there's no separation between speaking and singing uh suddenly you start to hear yourself in a way you never imagined possible Mm. Uh, and that's because you're not performing and that's another dilemma in our culture is we've created this thing called we've separated speaking from singing. Yep. Wow. So that singing is like singing is this thing that an, an elite trained group of quote musicians do on a stage and they entertain us and we have to pay money to go and hear them. Mm. We're lucky. Right. So, so hence you have these fantastic situations like the X Factor or, you know, American Idol or whatever. But, you know, you've got a kind of godforsaken 19 million people all projecting their fantasies for their own voices onto this one godforsaken individual who's supposed to win the show. Right. But what that demonstrates, of course, to us as a society is the sheer number thousands of people that are longing to express themselves like that you know not necessarily on a stage performing and singing somebody else's pop song but actually you know transmitting their truth their their ethical reality their what matters to them more than anything that the reason why they got born this lifetime you know um wow. and school doesn't kind of not english schools anyway <laughs> does much to really encourage that because it's all about getting the exam and mainly, most of the finance, of course, is going into science and technology. So the arts are having—I don't know how it is in America—but the arts are having a really pretty hard time in England. I tell you. Hmm. Um, uh, yeah.
1: I, I, yes, I wonder if it's actually throughout the world because we we are seeing effects of that, right? So it, we are. It it is are. it is the case. So we are here to sing more voice into into the our reality and and you have put out many different offerings there's an offering we're going to get to share here called Om Tara and please tell us about that before we get to hear and experience it
7: Thank you um, Tara is the is an archetypal goddess and she represents if you like the the eternal feminine um, and she uh, has been a great inspiration in my life because of her how she embodies and all the stories about her um, you know you know she the one of the stories goes that she was on her way to heaven and she looked back and she saw the suffering of the world and she decided right no, i'm going to come back into the world and i'm just gonna really uh transmit love and compassion in the world um and so she became a real archetype particularly within the buddhist world but now thanks to world music and Uh, you know, a much uh, more liberated relationship with spirituality and spiritual language. She's entered the field, if you like, of the eternal feminine, whatever that means for you, whatever your spiritual or religious disposition is. And um, I just particularly, I I love her. I think she's pretty cool. And so I call her woman of the wisdom tree. And so she's a kind of an embodiment of wisdom for me.
1: Well, here we now get to hear on the Life Changes Show, Chloe Goodchild and her pre-recorded piece, Om Tara. Thank you for that, Chloe. Mm-hmm. Chloe Goodchild. Actually, learn more about Chloe and her music and her offerings at chloegoodchild.com, spell just as it sounds, C H L O E goodchild.com. To learn more about the naked voice, the naked voice.com. And Chloe has a, a podcast of her own, and that would be at podcast.com chloegoodchild.com chloe this uh concept of we all have we're all connected and yet we all have a unique voice and you say that it can be seen cymatically which i would love for you to share a little bit more about it it, and add to that if the cymatics if you happen to know uh be interesting if the cymatics could show The difference between a performance and um i i don't know the other side of that uh Mm. genuine voice Mm.
7: (laughs) well it's not that um a performance is a bad thing or or a good thing um it's certainly uh what's really great about um the cymatics um experience when you actually record your voice um the um my collaborator in this uh, an extraordinary uh quantum scientist called john stewart Reed, who lives in cumbria in the uk here where i live and um he was a a, a sonic um acoustic engineer and uh he suddenly got a really sort of terrible um uh pain and it wasn't until he was long story short um dis- healing his discovering that his he could heal this pain in his body that no doctor had been able to heal by lying in the sarcophagus in the king's chamber in the uh one of the Egyptian pyramids wow and um so this he then took his technology and his cymatic equipment there to discover you know just exactly what the qualities were in the stone uh the quartz, and uh, other qualities that were in the stone of the sarcophagus and he came back with this information and lo- another long story short he created a technology which is largely um uh, driven by water so the sound the, the sound of your voice is recorded it's then imprinted into water into this technology that Uh, at which water is the center of it, that imprint is then uh, translated onto a screen. So you can see, you know, um, you know how it is, how when you sprinkle some sand um, across a metal plate, and then you play a violin bow against it, the violin bow, the vibration of that violin bow will create Um, uh, usually a a very um, symmetrical pattern on the plate you know rather like a mandala or something like that and um, depending on what the um, emotion or the expression is that is is coming out of the mouth and is being translated um, onto that onto the water so the cymatic um, technology that John uses, if you like, is a, is an evolution from that idea of the sand on the metal plate. Um, it's absolutely, absolutely fascinating. Um, he asked to do it. He gave me a birthday present and said, just sing me um, the main, the, the five vowels, R-A-E or um. And so he said, just, just find somewhere really resonant now. So I just got in my bath in my house. <laughs>
4: <laughs> okay. it's a really yes. reson,
7: you know it's the most resonant space i could find at that moment and um i just literally recorded this is what's so far out isn't it about technology just recorded into my telephone those five sounds and he then translated those into cymatic imagery and those um they basically expanded from sort of a fourfold image to a sevenfold, to a tenfold to a 24-fold and it you know and now that is what came out of my mouth through those respective sounds and um it's it is quite extraordinary because if you know there are there's such a, a form of painting uh, called the tanka like in buddhist painting for example where you they paint uh, or a yantra uh where mm-hmm. the, the image uh is like a and it emanates energy. Well, it's like a transmission of energy. Um, and this is what John told me, was that if I actually p- place the energy of my own sound, uh, you know, in the form of a print on the wall, that also will assist people to um, accelerate their own uh, vocal mm. expression when working together. Mm. So it's, a, it's like, uh, it's another kind of magic uh dimension of 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 what sound made visible can do
1: uh oh my goodness like so much further exploration in in that field and it sounds like a <laughs> very new field to 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 many uh, <laughs> thank you for sharing that and if you have a visual that you want to share with us we would be happy to post that in a blog or something and share with the audience uh as as this moves forward that that sounds fascinating uh, chloe yeah. actually uh, there's there's so much that we could talk about uh and you bring in an element before we hear your next piece i i i the the magic also also can revolve around movement so can we add the movement piece to the uh, conversation
7: yes thank you so much um yeah because when i came back from india it became very clear to me that um you know sitting still as you would in a kind of with with your yogic um indian uh, raga teacher it was not what was intended for me when I got back to England, uh, because i was I was so inspired by the experience of um, this vocal philosophy from India and the spiritual nature of the voice, discovering what that was. I mean, I'd been brought up in the Western, in a whole kind of repertoire of Western sacred music. So I was already very familiar with the power of choral sound. And I loved that. I loved being part of a massive field of of, uh, people, You know, where this extraordinary sound is happening. Um, But when I came back from India, I realized, oh my God, what they use, they don't, with their music, they use this unchanging sound that just is like the fund, fundamental consciousness. So it's incredibly um, impactful and incredibly healing. And I couldn't understand why that was because, but for example, I've got a harmonium here and what I do, what they do is say, so for example, this is an Indian harmonium, which you, you probably will be familiar, I can see with a lot of the lovely people you've had on your show, um, that some of them will be using this now. It's, it's increasingly common in sound healing yep. to use either what's called a sruti box, or this is a slightly more sophisticated keyboard. Um, but essentially, you can create this drone. And this drone, if you like, is seven at least 7,000 years old. This drone has been pervading all music from the very ancient, you know, Javanese gamelan of, you know, way back 7,000 years ago, uh, you know, coming right through um, all the different forms of world music, indigenous music and so on. This unchanging drone, which sometimes shows up, you know, as um, an incredibly sophisticated stringed instrument, all just playing like a monochord. Uh, or it could be drums just playing the same if it's an indigenous and more Native American. Uh, but essentially, this unchanging nature, it just, it's so calming and it just enables people to feel at home in themselves, particularly when they find their own drone. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and that we have a whole set of practices by which you do that, which is just simply you start with sounding your name. And then you find the pitch of your name and then the pitch becomes the drone and before you know where you are you're singing in your own vocal range, not the range that some fascist music teacher gave you to sing at school. (laughs) Told you that (laughs) They told you that you just didn't have the right range, but they just didn't have their range, right? (laughs) But anyway, so to come to the energy movement, um, basically I was singing in a very ecstatic way, uh, having come back from India, but I was totally ungrounded because I was just so blissed out, but I wasn't grounded. And this amazing Japanese martial artist, um, who I was blessed, who just suddenly showed up in one of my concerts and he came up at the end of the concert and he just said, hello. He said, "Uh, I think I can see what you are doing. And I was, oh, thank God somebody can. Oh. Because I said, I need help. I'm just ungrounded. I'm totally blissed out. I'm really happy what I'm doing. But I at some level, I'm seriously not happy because I'm not grounded. And he said, oh, I show you how to do it. I show you. And that basically opened the door on 25 years of research um, into his form of non-violent uh, meditative, um, uh, martial art, which is called Shin Taido, which means new body way, and it's a combination of karate um, and judo and aikido, uh, and then it goes beyond that, but it's very much influenced by those. And then he and his master, actually, in the early days, particularly after the Hiroshima bombing, they, they actually had a vision, his master had a vision of Cosmo Flowers just falling from the sky, and blessing healing the lands of Japan. And that then gave rise to this new form called Shintaido. And I was blessed to meet one of the masters, one of the four masters of it. And so he brought into our work the work with the seven chakras, for example, what we call the seven sounds of love, um, uh, meditative movements that basically help people to really uh embody uh their voice in every single location of consciousness in the body so right from the root the pelvis the solar plexus heart throat third eye back of the head and the crown and there's a sound for each of those there's a movement for each of those and as soon as you're doing that you realize you're home you're home Mm. basically and the voice is obviously the connecting a seamless thread it's like the sound current that basically activates the electricity the frequency uh the vibration you know uh of your sound your true sound
1: so much to know and so much to learn so thank you chloe for all of that we're going to hear a piece but if you want to learn from chloe we have all her information at the life changes show dot com webpage for Chloe Goodchild. But basically Chloe Goodchild.com or the naked or podcast.chloegoodchild.com. I know she does workshops and conferences and speaking engagements and one on ones and all of that. And we're going to get to hear a piece of hers right now called Fierce Wisdom. We mm. recorded here on the life changes show.
7: May may I add just one thing? Please. Um, So I believe this piece of music we're going to hear is called the Heart Sutra as well. It's actually on an album that's called Fierce Wisdom. Ah. Um, Yeah. And the Heart Sutra, um, again, is one of the most popular sutras that's being used across all generations and religions and faiths. Um, And it basically is about um, wisdom. It's about going beyond your the limitations of your um, limited narrative and idea of yourself and how to go beyond that. And so this sutra, which is gati gati paragati, parasangati bodhiswaha, those words themselves mean go, go, go. Go further than you've ever been. Go into the wisdom, the wisdom of your true self.
1: And what a time to do that.
7: It's about.
8: Yeah. And here it is.
1: Chloe Goodchild, how special it is to have you be part of this special show. Thank you so much for your offerings.
7: Thank you, Filippo. Thank you. Great
1: moment. I heard your harmonium in the background that you were playing, and I know that you have something special that you could do at this moment, and I'm feeling that at the close of this special show that that a prayer from you live uh, would be extra special.
7: Well, oh, thanks for asking. Um, so this um, is, if you like, is the central theme of our work with the naked voice, uh, which is the field, the singing field. And I'll just sing you one one verse of a much longer song.
1: meet you there. I'll meet you here. We are here. Thank you so much, Chloe, for being here. Chloe Goodchild, what a pleasure to have you on this special show. Thank you so much.
7: Thank you, Filippo. Thank you, Life Changer Show. Every blessing for this new year. Every blessing. Mm-hmm.
1: Indeed, and beyond. And so with that, with a big thank you to Chloe Goodchild and another big thank you to our interview guest, Prince Alfred of Liechtenstein. Uh, that is our show. On behalf of our executive producer, Dorothy Lee Donahue, and our executive producer and co-host, Mark Leisure, I am your host, Filippo Voltaggio, reminding you that as your life changes, like ours surely did tonight, We're here for you. Ciao, everyone.
0: You have been listening to the Life Changes Show on the BBS Radio Network. Listen live every Monday night at 7 p.m. Pacific Time and visit us online at lifechangesnetwork.com, on Facebook at the Life Changes Show, and on Twitter at Life Changes Show. Join us again next week as we consciously explore and embrace the only constant, life changes. The Life Changes Network is an entertainment network. The views and opinions expressed are those of the guests and participants and do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of life changes.